Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello there and welcome to our second Women's Running Workshop. I'm Esther Newman, Editor of Women's Running, and this is the second podcast in our series for beginner runners, or for those getting back into it, or just if you're interested in unbefuddling some of the weirder running lingo. Holly, Women's Running Digital Editor, is my right-hand woman here. She trained at the beginning of the year for her first ever half marathon, but since lockdown she's lost her mojo a bit and together we want to get her up and running again. And while we're doing that, we want to look at an easy running training plan to take her from almost zero up to that 13.1 mile distance. Something that you can take on alongside us if you fancy it. And there's so much other stuff to talk about too. Nutrition, I mean, what's that all about? And there's warm-ups and cool-downs, there's running drills and running form, there's cross-training, and we haven't even got into injury and rehab yet. So we'll be having a chat about those sorts of things over the coming weeks and months. In this episode, we start off with a bit of festive nonsense because, you know, Christmas, but then we have a chat about how her running has been over the past couple of weeks. We talk about Holly's current warm-up routine and the sorts of moves she can do to warm up her muscles and joints a little bit more than, as she says, putting her leggings on and going downstairs. We talk about warm-up mobilisation exercises that we can all fit into our running. These are just recommendations as how you warm up is a very personal thing, but it's worth building a few in especially if you're an early morning runner, to warm up your joints and muscles before setting out. I'll go over these at the end of the podcast and there's a link to a great warm-up routine in the show notes. We also talk about introducing a third run. Holly is currently doing two runs a week, one long run at the weekend and a shorter one during the week. So now we're introducing one technical run into her repertoire. The technical runs we talk about are hill runs and fartleks, which of course we have a little snicker about. And the idea here is for us to work on Holly's cardiovascular fitness to build up her endurance in the lead up to Christmas. What I mean by cardiovascular fitness is that these harder technical runs will basically make it easier to breathe and to run for longer on her other runs. So she's going to do one additional run a week and that will either be one of these hill runs or these suspicious sounding fartleks. With her hill runs, I've suggested she pick a friendly hill close to her and after a good warm-up of at least a five-minute run to run up and down it four times. We're not working on pace here, just the effort of getting to the top is enough. If you feel like you'd like to do one or two more, then go for it. If your shorter run is currently around 15 to 20 minutes, stick to this time for your hill running but keep the hill section to the middle 10 minutes and the rest of the time on a warm-up and cool down. The same is true of the fartlek run. Fartlek means speed play, and you can approach this however you like, really, but I've suggested to Holly that she runs between lampposts, run fast to the first one, and then jog to the next, and so on. Again, she'll need to do a warm-up and slow down to bookend this run. So you see, it's not actually that technical, but the rewards are massive. Running faster and running up hills work wonders for your strength and fitness in ways that our usual plodding run will not. 
I can't wait to hear the effect these runs have had on Holly's weekend running, and hopefully the same will be true of yours. You're out today. You are. Cable nets <laughs> and red, I love it. <laughs> I spoke to the guy in the garden centre about the Christmas tree for ages and um, after he, after I picked my thing and he'd given me my little ticket thing and um, he went, so what's your name just to pop on the ticket? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, Holly, and he went, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I think my festive cheer was a bit insufferable for him. (laughs) love it <laughs> yeah it was quite funny <laughs> oh we are recording sorry we I are. panicked then and I thought no don't panic it's all good it's all good okay yeah so um, um well I guess we should talk about running really we probably should yeah it was yeah. Quite, I had quite a good day yesterday running wise tell me about it so I did my 5k yeah and it was the first time that I didn't need to walk or stop or I did the whole thing. Well, there were a couple, if I'm being honest with myself, there were a few strategically slow down before the traffic light <laughs> so that I have to stop for a bit while I wait. Yes, I'm aware of those, yeah. There were a couple of those. But um, yeah, I managed to, to run the whole thing, but I plodded excruciatingly slowly. Well done. It was, it was really slow. It was humiliatingly slow, like pedestrians taking over. So... <laughs> I have that when I run up hills when people walk past me swiftly. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> there was a mum with a push chair that was going faster up the hill than me running. <laughs> but I, it was funny actually because when you said to me last week, running, slow, forcing yourself to run a little bit slower might be harder than you think it will be. Um, I, I, I thought no, it won't. I absolutely love running slowly, and it was. Yeah, it was really difficult. It was really difficult. I thought I'd it would come easily to me because I did win the tortoise race in primary school, which was for slowest runner. <laughs> so I, I assumed this would be something that would come easily to me. But it was, it, it was really, really mentally difficult not to just go. Oh, I just want to get it over with and and push faster. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely worthwhile because it meant that I managed to plod the whole thing and conserve some energy and yeah and yeah that's good that's um I found that I remember um feeling exactly the same thing like I I found that for the first especially like for the first mile that like that first mile out of your front door that you probably know better than any other mile Mm -hmm. and 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 my first mile is very flat and I'm used to running it at a certain pace and so when I started doing slightly longer runs and having to kind of rein it in a bit that felt very weird yeah but um but the dividends that that pays, I think that's the right word, kind of five miles later, mm-hmm. when you still have energy when you normally wouldn't, is is huge. So it's, yeah, it's really yeah. important. Yeah, that was exactly it. There's a, There's been a hill that's been my nemesis, um, which I think is called Park Lane. And it's just past Victoria Park and really steep. Mm-hmm. And that is always where I'll be doing the last sort of, I think I hit about two and a half miles when I'm at the bottom of that lane. Yeah. So it's the last stretch kind of thing. And, um, and yeah, I've, 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 I had not managed to run up that yet during my training this time around. And yeah, conserving that energy and going a little bit slower because I'm all the way downhill on the, on the first half of the run. It's so easy to just let gravity take me and yeah. run fast. That that definitely made all the difference. I just realised that I haven't got the headphones that made my voice clear. I, I, it's fine. I can hear you perfectly. Is it okay. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt our. No, it's quite um, all right. Okay, cool. Um, so how have your how have the how have the other runs gone? Um, they've been all right. So I've I've been I've running with a week. Sorry, did you manage to do two a week? I managed to do two a week. Brilliant. Um, I've been running with a running buddy and no. that's been really nice because I've never managed to run and talk at the same, I've never really tried running and talking at the same time. And that's really nice also for making sure I'm keeping a really gentle pace. Yes. Cause, um, yeah, I can't run very fast and talk. No. 
so that's good I've been enjoying I've been enjoying that and that's been a really nice like because we're in lockdown as well that's or tier two or whatever we're in now that's mm. been a really nice thing to look forward to in my week because that's the time that I can socialize and have a chat and a catch up and do a run yeah. and this is my friend Lex who's training for a marathon at the moment so she's far beyond my skills currently but she's been very I've been kind of joining her for 20 minutes of her seven miler or whatever <laughs> and that's been really nice oh that's good cool. yeah so, so it's been good brilliant um you've completed your first homework Holly hurrah well hurrah rosette or something but <laughs> I, don't, I don't have one to hand and it's difficult to do maybe I should just draw one very quickly maybe not <laughs> um <laughs> That's a, that's awesome. So, like, what we were going to talk about this time was, um, well, we were going to talk about technical running, mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to talk about warm ups. So, I guess before I get into either of those, and there is no wrong answer here. Okay, you ready? Okay, I think I'm going to give the <laughs> wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is no wrong answer. How currently do you warm up? Um. I currently warm up by putting my leggings on and yes. walking down the stairs mm-hmm. and then starting to run when I get out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we might do a bit of cool down as well. How do you cool down? I do kind of cool down a bit forcibly because of my situation with hill and then stairs to yes. get to my flat. So I yes. don't like running that bit at all because it's really steep and really horrid and just makes me feel demoralised and what's the point? Because hopefully I'll never have to actually run up a hill that steep. Mm-hmm. So I'll just walk slowly. Sometimes I do a bit of tentative lunging as Ooh. I go up that hill. Okay, nice. I'll sort of <laughs> do a little bit of lunging, <laughs> worrying what, that people are looking out the window <laughs> thinking I'm bonkers. Yeah. And, then, and then I walk up my stairs and by the time I'm in the house again I feel like my heart rate is a bit lower and I'm a bit less like a beetroot fab but I well, don't I, again that's probably not the proper way to warm down either do you know what I was thinking about this before we had that well before um we did this meeting is that I thought um it's, it's very interesting that actually when it comes to warm up and cool down it can be well firstly a very personal thing um mm. It's also very subjective, sort of scientifically and physiotherapically. Yeah. Because lots, there, are, there are all these different opinions about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. And they can be, they can be like um, completely at, at odds with each other. And then particularly stretching, mm-hmm. um, that can be a real kind of big like argument between physios and pts and you know some people stretch all over the shop and some people don't stretch at all um i think the the important i think most people are agreed on the idea that a warm-up should do what it says it should warm you up so and and it's definitely better not to stretch before you run in terms of a, a static stretch like back in the old days when i started first running when i was a teenager with my dad our stretching was like something you'd see out of some kind of comedy, um, kind of I don't know, so some like ridiculous sweat headband, yeah, sweat headband, nineteen seventies yeah. tiny shorts. <laughs> let's do a few. Let's touch our toes seven times and go out the door. You know, one of those. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, yeah, you you shouldn't really, you shouldn't kind of jump out of bed and immediately stretch your hamstrings from a standing start and stretch your quads from a standing start. It, yeah, the, the idea is to kind of lubricate your joints and warm yourself up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and just kind of get, maybe raise your heart rate a little bit. But you can, I mean, to be fair, you can use that first mile to raise your heart rate by running slower. Yeah, mm, yeah absolutely. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I did, who was I talking to? Someone, someone was saying to me, the thing is that if you use your first mile as a warm up and your last mile as a cool down, re- technically your run like, might only last like five, 10 minutes. So, um, but I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to take that into account. Um, so really, if we're thinking about a warm up, then if you were to jump out of bed, say you're going to go running first thing in the morning. Yeah. Think about the joints you're going to be loading so that your ankles, your knees, your hips. I also think it's really important to warm up your arms a little bit because oh, really? of how much you're using them when you run. 
and also in a kind of in another podcast that we'll do we're going to talk about form mm-hmm. and how you kind of how you hold yourself when you run and warming up your arms automatically makes you think about your form so it makes you hold yourself better yeah which helps in kind of preventing injury later on down the line that's going to um, be really interesting because I catch myself in I will I'll save some content for our form episode <laughs> but I do catch myself in car windows and I look like I'm at a sort of 45 degree angle sometimes oh I'm, well yeah I, don't we all I, I when I catch sight of myself there's a particular window on the lower Bristol road there's a gym you know pure gym I run past yeah. that and I just, I'm lolloping, like a lolloping, not like a gazelle, yeah. like a giraffe. Mm-hmm. With a sticking out of I think they can be quite graceful, but I mean, it's the, the wrong kind of giraffe, basically. Yeah, a sort of, I am a sort of Bambi with um, funny sort of splaying out legs in the wrong <laughs> directions. That's you what Phoebe? I look like. That's you, isn't it? Like a, yeah, a bit of a Phoebe. <laughs> Um, so like in terms of uh yeah in terms of warming up um it's probably a good idea to just kind of have a little little check in your head it doesn't have to take very long that's the thing as well it really doesn't have to take very long and you can sort of do it on your way out of the house in a way mm-hmm. um and just think kind of top down so you just work through kind of various body joints as you're going down and and the idea like i say is to warm them up so you need to do these moving mm-hmm. so it's not a static touch your toes thing anymore um so literally some arm circles backwards and forwards do that a little bit do um it's very important well for people of my age and perhaps not for yours but um i need to focus on my back my lower back is quite fragile um so sometimes it's quite a nice if i have the time it's a good idea mm-hmm. to do something like have you heard of an exercise called bird dog no i don't think so so that's where you would, um, you're on all fours, your knees and your hands, um, sort of equidistant, making a nice little bridge shape. And you point your right hand out and your left leg out. So you have okay. two straight lines coming away from your body. So do that on one side and then you switch over. So I think I've done that in yoga format. You would have done that in yoga. Mm-hmm. But not that's done that really good for stabilizing your lower back. Um, yeah. and also in the same position, cat cows, where you mm-hmm. raise up your back and then very gently arch it underneath. Um, and mm. I quite like to do stuff like that just because I'm old and that's a bit of me that is... It feels adorable. quite nice, all of that stuff, though. It makes me Lovely. feel quite loose. And yeah. I was just going to say, do you do the um, sort of... What did we call them? You had a really nice name for them then. Mobile exercises or something, what? not static. Yeah, well, it's dynamic warm-ups or mobilisation exercises, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those sorts of things, just to kind of, it ever so slightly raises your heart rate. Um, And I do maybe two or three before I go for a run. Mm -hmm. And um, it's it's a very classic. So I'll I'll start, I'll do some arms. um, I'll make, I'll I'll kind of work a little bit on my back. um, Hip circles to make sure that you sort of, Mm -hmm. you know, look like a sort of 1980s aerobics instructor. A Jane Fonda-esque moment. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then for um, hips and legs, um, I'll do a hip opener, which is where you stand upright and you lift up one leg so that your knee is parallel to your hip. Mm -hmm. And then you circle it over to the right and come down and then bring it up again and push it down to the front. I need to do those because that's that's the only niggle I get is hip. Yeah. So do that, you know, five, ten times. Um, mm-hmm. And um, with legs, I like to do leg swings. Um, and again, do you do is, them as in the house, or do you do them as you leave? Because I'm a bit worried that I'm going to look like a sort of yeah. I'm doing a John Cleese silly walk. Oh, I definitely do it because I I do the same as you. I do um, lunges on the way back, and I do feel like a total plonker. Yeah. Um, but that is that's is a really good thing to do and especially if you live up a hill which both of us do yeah it's an easy thing to fit in mm-hmm. um, and just do lunge walks just for the last sort of you know 10 yards oh god I'm even speaking in yards I'm so imperial I really need to get my metric on um <laughs> the last 20 meters or something up to your house um but yeah so hip openers leg swings 
just be careful just be really careful with leg swings to go kind of almost kind of controlled mm-hmm. you want to make sure that your hips don't move it's just your legs so make sure your hips are kind of stable so you don't so have leaning, to, leaning on something hold on oh yeah hold on to the side of a door and mm-hmm. keep your left leg um straight and your right leg straight so you you, you no no bend in it and then just kick it forward and back mm. so you won't have i mean unless you're a ballet dancer you won't have much of a range of movement in there um, not a ballet dancer <laughs> definitely not a ballet dancer <laughs> um so just do that both legs and then another nice one especially for hips is to bend your standing leg ever so slightly just give it a little kind of flex in the knee and then swing your leg in your your swinging leg in mm. front and out to the side um, and do that sort of 10 times on both legs. Um, if you want to finish off, you sh- a good thing to do would be to do ankle circles, pick up your leg from the knee and circle your ankle both ways. Okay. Um, that would kind of finish you up. Instead of a kind of a dynamic warm up, I think that's probably you done. That's probably a nice one. Um, cool so that's, that's as much as I would do. That's probably two or three more than I would do. I definitely do the leg swings. I definitely do the arm swings. Mm-hmm. I definitely do, always do something about my back just because of you know fragility um so you might it might you know it's a warm-up that i think i mean again as i was saying right at the beginning that warm-ups are personal so if if your issue is with your with your hips then think about those warm-ups a little bit more mm-hmm. i would definitely always do upper body um just to have that kind of to, to help with your kind of your with your upright with your form with your stability and stuff like yeah. that so yeah so i would do that and i think if I, sp- I probably spend not enough time on it, <laughs> literally, literally a minute, maybe a minute and a half before mm. I go out. It's, it's just not, not that much at all. So you don't, we really don't have to spend that much time on it. Um, yeah, but I do think it helps. Yeah. Um, but, in it, and it's definitely good to have that kind of movement in there. When I go to boot camp in the mornings, my boot camp instructor is brilliant at these. And sometimes the, um, Sometimes the warm up can can to, to us boot campers feel as though it's going on too long, in a way. Um, yeah. She's very very keen for us to not be injured, obviously, as you are if any instructor would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and especially if we're starting really cold, if it's a half six in the morning, she wants yeah, us to literally be warm up. Yeah. yeah, we actually have to warm up. So we do if there's the light for it and we've got the time, then she makes us do a lot of these like on a walk kind of thing so we walk in circles doing things where you you, you sort of um you do various John Cleese walks mm-hmm. um so the hip openers would be a forward movement rather than a stat you know standing on standing still to do them um and she does walking lunges um and crab walks you really do feel very silly doing crab walks but not quite as silly because there are various various animals that she picks on to to sort of emulate and one of them is called an ostrich walk Mm-hmm. where you peck down at your toes as you walk and that <laughs> mean, you really do feel very silly doing that but in terms of warming up your hamstrings that's brilliant yeah it's, it's really really good the sillier so, the better really the sillier the better mm-hmm. and if everyone else is doing the same thing they don't feel Ex- too, too exactly I'm not opposed to a silly walk it's oh. just I think when I'm on my own and I'm already very vulnerable about the fact that I I feel like I'm not supposed to be a runner. And so I look a bit silly and red in the face anyway. And then if I do a John Cleese impression on my way home, I feel extra like a tit. Well, this is the kind of imposter syndrome rubbish, isn't it? Like, um, like as soon as you start running, you are a runner, mm. right? You yeah. are a runner. And, and there are plenty of people that will drive past you and they will think to themselves, as I do, oh, go on, girl. You know, yeah. Be- yeah. So, you know, there'll be a lot of that going on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and I love that. I love driving past runners running uphill. And I literally say, go on, girl, you know, yeah. <laughs> emulating, I don't know, my father, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, so they're, they're uh, yeah, warm up, warm up, do, do that. So your homework for the next couple of weeks is to try and incorporate it without adjusting what you're doing too much. So don't think about mm-hmm. getting up. 10 minutes earlier just get up five minutes earlier um I don't know when you run actually do, are you a morning a lunchtime evening so on the weekends I'm quite morningy um I quite like to just get it done and then be able to enjoy my day and not be not having it hanging over me that I need to do need to do a run 
Um, but in the week, I'm just a bit crap at getting up in the morning when I know that I've got work. I would rather get all of my work done and do my work day mm-hmm. and then go. Even yeah. at lunch times, I'm funny about going at lunch times, and that it's a bit silly, and I need to get out of the habit of of worrying about it. But I think I just get I get a bit anxious that I won't be able to fully concentrate on what I'm doing mm. because I'll be thinking this 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 I've got left to do today and has so and so emailed me and is my laptop just sitting there going bing 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 while I'm out having a run so I prefer to go after work but it does mean it's dark and we're working from home at the moment so it's mm. not quite the same necessity to run after work as it as it used to be when we were working in the office yeah um so I probably should try doing some lunch times because I think I feel a lot jollier when I run in the light well I think yeah mm-hmm, yeah I mean I, it's horses for courses really I don't I don't mm. think I don't think a good idea is to try and introduce too much change to your schedule yeah. in one go um and it just continue to run at a time that you feel yeah. comfortable with and you don't feel stressed about doing so I know what you mean about the lunchtime runs I do very occasionally do a lunchtime run and it's not as I, I'm an early morning runner yeah, and I find the lunchtime run quite stressful because I'm worried about getting back in time. Exactly, um, and your brain is in, in gear already to be focusing on work and yeah. not really on running. And Exactly. That said, I do find the run itself much easier because mm-hmm. I've had all morning to like hydrate, to eat, to, you know, so that there's, I naturally have more energy and you're naturally more warmed up because you've been walking yeah. around, you know. So it's. I was wondering. So I don't usually eat um, before my morning runs. If I go mm. in the morning, then I usually I'll I'll drink some water. I'll have a cup of tea, and then I'll just get up and go. And I won't um, I won't have any food. I I don't know why, but it just makes my tummy a bit nervy. And that's what I did for all the bath half training. I didn't eat anything before any of those runs because I think I just get a bit churny. Yeah, and I'm a bit sick, but due to the time of year I had my advent calendar chocolate before I went on that 5k <laughs> yeah and I genuinely think it might have been the key to the non-stop run I think it was it yeah. was what I needed it was probably the perfect amount because I imagine having a small chocolate Lindor thing mm-hmm. before you go on a um on a I don't know eight nine mile or something then it probably wouldn't it would wouldn't sustain you and you'd crash a bit before but I think for a 5k a Lindor ball is a perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have come up against the, like, this is probably the perfect kind of nutrition for a 5K. Yeah, yeah. I see this. Um, I thoroughly agree. In fact, I used to specifically buy, because my, one of my favourites at this time of year is a dark chocolate, Terry's chocolate orange. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember buying some in the sale in January, like two or three Terry's chocolate orange secretly. This is when mm-hmm. I used to be my own. Um, and I would have a segment before each run. <laughs> and genuinely yes. did think it really helped. And, it, and it, of course it does help because the sugar helps, the fat helps, and a little bit of caffeine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great boost first thing out the door. A really good mm-hmm. thing. And also because it's not enough to make your stomach feel. Exactly, exactly. Upset. It's not like a, anything carby, weirdly. I'm such a carb fiend, but toast or anything like that before I go on a run makes me feel I can't eat it either I, the only time I know you shouldn't do anything new on race day but I panicked for the <laughs> half because yeah. it didn't start till when did we actually start running I think it was about 11 half. yeah and so I think I thought oh, I'm not going to finish this until one half past one yeah. and so I'm going to need some food beforehand because usually I'd go earlier if I was doing those longer runs so I tried to eat toast the morning before um the bath half and it was a horrid experience it was like trying to eat toast before getting your exam results or yeah. one of those Very where you're trying so hard <laughs> but i just can't get it down <laughs> um we will do nutrition um yeah well, we maybe we'll do it on the next one because definitely i think um it, well you, it's it's the same as with most of this stuff it's know your body and you clearly do so that's great so it's kind of mm. if you know what works and what doesn't work then you stick to the formula and um, it's only when you're really going above half marathon you need to think about having f- like nutrition as you're running so yeah. really it's more to do with how you're fueling the run to begin with yeah um, 
as long as you're hydrating during it. And again, that's more like after 5K, really. You need to think about that kind of making sure you're getting enough water on board. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and we're not, at the moment, because we're not running in the in the summer, we don't need to think about, not particularly, we're not having very, very long or very, very kind of hot runs. So you don't need to think um, about kind of lack of electrolytes too much. I mean, it's there. I should mention it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and you'd be, you'd be, it would be a good idea for when you come back from your run to have, obviously, to, to drink some water um, and protect, maybe have something a little bit salty, um, yeah. which you'll, prob- you'll do as soon as you have a slice of toast, then you're fine. You, you know, you'll be sorted because the, yeah. the inherent, the salt in the bread, the salt in the butter, the salt, you know, whatever you have. So. Salt and vinegar crisps. Definitely. Yes. Please, no one listen to my nutritional advice. The two <laughs> things I've mentioned so far are Lindor chocolate balls and salt <laughs> vinegar crisps. But salt vinegar crisps after a run. Oh, yeah i know yeah and chips and mm. and after i did the virtual london bacon sandwich Ooh, that was good lovely saltiness <laughs> yeah yeah with it, um, it's a good job we're not doing the simply vegan podcast i know <laughs> oh, yeah. anywho um yeah <laughs> so so right okay so that, that's the warm-up so for the next couple of weeks um before you go for your runs mm-hmm. do your little kind of lubricating warm-up every time you go for a run yeah um and i wanted to ask if you would feel able to introduce a third run into the i reckon i can introduce a third run i think i I think i can introduce a third run so i'm still going to keep the weekend one as a long one yeah and then how long is your weekend run not how far how long does it take you okay ready yeah this is how long my incredibly slow plotty 5k this is the longest it's ever taken me to run a 5k but it took me 40 minutes perfect that's that is a long time to be out on a sunday yeah it's fine it, holly don't look don't give me that face okay it was long i was that's, i was quite shocked when i looked at the time afterwards no but that's the thing is as we were saying right at the beginning this is not about the distance this is about the time so yeah. running for 40 minutes that's, that's like, when was the last time you ran for 40 minutes it must have been in I think I did one longish run after the bath half in summer mm-hmm. during lockdown where I thought oh come on get up you stupid idiot and go for a run and that was horrid because it was really warm so actually I don't think I did run the full 40 minutes I think I walked for bits so first time probably since bath half training 1.0 well, there you go yeah. so that's it's a long time to run right so it does make me sad that I used to be and there's no point doing this I don't know why I'm going down this route but it did it does make me sad that I used to be able to do that only six months ago or whatever I used to be able to do that in half an hour 35 minutes make you feel sad because that's where you can get to again yeah you know and yeah comparison is the thief of you know it is the thief of everything (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I still do it. I still do. It. I love it. I love comparing, um, yeah, me too. especially to myself. Oh yeah, always. Yeah. 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 Um. So, your shorter run during the week. How how long is that? That's been about twenty. Twenty. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for your third run, um, this can be fifteen to twenty minutes. Okay. Okay. It's no. no be my, is it a robo suit thing? This is your robo suit. Okay. So, your long run you have hit a brilliant formula so your next long run i would like you to eat your advent calendar chocolate okay yes love that um, bit <laughs> do a warm up and then run as slow as you possibly can mm-hmm. and see if you can get to 6k okay okay and i'd like you to do that for 2 weeks so don't go don't do 6k and then 7k just do 6k so okay. really you're talking about another six or seven minutes at the end of your run yeah that's not too how how many miles is 6k well 5k is three miles so three and a half is kind of three and a half miles yeah okay that's fine yeah i've been doing a bit of a a weird thing i'll tell you about that afterwards actually sorry keep giving me instructions first right okay so your long run is that your short uh normal run that you've been doing i'd hope that you would be running vaguely the same pace you can run a little bit faster if you want to Mm -hmm. but if you're doing sort of 20 minutes that's fine this this should be like your fun run your easy run so you don't have 
you know, a long distance to think about. It's just your usual route. Um, and it's nice to do this. So if you did do a longer run on a Sunday, do this on a Tuesday, say, do Tuesday or Wednesday, do that kind of that, that 20 minute run. Mm-hmm. So it shakes out your legs a little bit, yeah. reminds you that, you know, you're a warrior and you can do this and mm-hmm. get around that. So And really nice to just run and only be thinking about, about time. Yes. Exactly. That's what I quite like about those prescribed 20 minute ones. Mm. Other, I just look at my watch rather than thinking about route and distance and yeah, do that and you know, freeing a, and, and a nice thing to do is to finish is kind of not to plan your route too much to finish kind of some some distance away from your front door not mm. to carry on running even if you feel like it to stop and to walk and um what I forgot to talk about earlier on was the cool down what you're doing for your cool down I think actually for those distances is absolutely spot on mm-hmm. um, and that's how I cool down as well and I walk okay. up a hill and walk up downstairs for a little bit don't plunge myself into a bath straight away mm-hmm. uh, it's, yeah it's walking it's making sure your heart rate comes down you could add in what you're doing um, the lunges the kind of the kind of cool down lunges and things like that to really kind of stretch out a little bit yeah before you get home but to be honest, I have to say, and this might be controversial, but I think a walk is probably one of the best ways that you can cool down, put both yeah. your heart and your limbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so stick with that for the moment. And then with the, how long do you wait before you plunge yourself into a bath? Because that's definitely part of my cool down post run situation. Yeah, um, I think it depends on the distance. Um, after the marathon, I did it too soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't know you could do it too soon. Um, I think your body tells you when it's right. Because you don't really want to jump into a hot bath when you're still sweating. Yeah, true, I suppose. I normally sit down, have a cup of coffee, have my breakfast and wait. Because it's a bit like getting in the shower after a run as well. You want to wait a little bit then because otherwise you just carry on sweating during the shower and after the shower. It all becomes meaningless. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, you you just wait a nice time. There's probably some... Uh, research for elite runners about when they should be plunging themselves into ice baths or hot baths and things. In fact, there is because we've had stuff in the in the mag. Um, mm-hmm. But a nice a nice warm bath after a run is is not a bad thing. Just just do it when your body's kind of sorted itself yeah. out again. Really, I think I do the same thing. I think I come back. I usually have a cup of tea and I sit down for a bit. Yeah, and have that slightly tingly, nice feeling of I'm so fab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I'll go for a bath. I mean, running is all about feeling smug afterwards. I mean, I think yeah. that's, that's basically it. Um, so your part. third run then, mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes, uh, towards 15. Okay. Um, total running time, I'd say. Um, and you're in a perfect position. So I would, um, so th- this is going to be your technical run. So technical runs, they can take two forms. They can be a hilly kind of run or a fast kind of run. And what I did, and what I'm going to recommend to you, is to not do both of those during okay. the week, to do one and alternate. So one week you'll do a hilly kind of run, and okay. next week you'll do a fast kind of run. So the first one, say you were going to run around Victoria Park, like along <laughs> the top of Victoria Park, down, I forget which one, is, is that Park Lane? The one that, that, I think that's Park Lane. When the you far run... side yeah down the far side yeah and then go right along the bottom and then um then back up just run around the perimeter basically around the perimeter yeah Mm -hmm. so that's so this circuit for anyone that doesn't know (laughs) uh, (laughs) victoria park in uh, in bath very well this is quite good because you've got two long flat stretches one downhill and one uphill um so it's a nice oblong um so with a faster run you are going to be doing fart lecking, Holly. Fart necking. Fart lecking. Fart lecking. Okay. Have, are you aware of this? I've not heard of fart lecking before. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do it because I'll be laughing. No, you won't. You'll be in your head and be like, "I'm fart lecking." I'm fart lecking. That's what you. This is- Pretty serious. I'm fart lecking. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, fart lecking to fart lek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I think it's a Swedish term. 
Mm-hmm. And it means, I believe, speed play. Okay. So it's the easiest way to bring in a technical run. Okay. So instead of like lots of people um, might train on a track, for instance, which is 400 meters. And so they can do speed work because they know the distances that they're running. But for all the rest of us that are running on, on roads, how do we know unless we've got our, you know, we're, we're focusing entirely on our Garmin's or whatever. How do we know when we've done 200 meters or whatever? Mm-hmm. So what the idea with Fartlek is that it's, um, it's kind of up to you. You choose when you run fast and when you run slow. But the idea of the session is that you have points at which you run faster and points at which you run slower. You don't stop. You don't walk, really. Okay. Because it's quite a short, a short session. Um, so what I would do is I would pick a lamppost. I was just going to say is that's what I was imagining is leg it to that lamppost have a bit of a slower one towards the next one yes um okay. i think yeah and technically i think with the fartlek i think you're supposed to change it up it's not supposed to be equidistant so you you kind of run for a fast bit for quite a long time and then walk run slowly for a short section and then okay. run a little bit and then so it's all very kind of um uh unequal and you know that sort of thing but Okay. It's easier to use lampposts. So I would suggest mm-hmm. you, you make sure that you have a bit of a warm up. So don't do this straight off. So make sure that you've run for five minutes, really, really quite slowly. So kind okay. of get yourself into the kind of motion of it. And then pick a couple of lampposts on the straight bits and run as fast as you can. It's, and it's, it's a lovely feeling because yeah. as runners, particularly as um sort of slightly ploddy runners but which i i'm going to suggest we both are yes very much. run fast is something that we never normally do and i can't remember the last time i ran fast i might it, fall over it, it's wonderful <laughs> it, the feeling of it is just i love these sessions it's such a nice feeling because you're just like you know oh my god i'm amazing i can run so fast and if cars happen to be driving past you at the same time you're like yes i'm running like this stuff for the whole yeah, session this is actually. what i do sorry this is this is how i this is how i run a half marathon exactly 12 more miles of this <laughs> <laughs> exactly so do that try and do four or five fast bits okay and so kind you, of intuitively like kind of intuitively yeah i wouldn't do it on the downhill for instance okay then i'm I, really i, I really over. wouldn't do it on the uphill yeah. so just use, on the straight bits do two on one side do two on the other um yeah and and that's it and then make sure that you've got a couple of minutes at the other end to kind of cool down okay um and that's it so that's that's that that's one technical session the second technical session is a hill yeah so really these are called hill sprints but i'm going to take out the word sprint and we're going to use hill runs yeah okay even that a little bit hairy it's it's not great so the idea i i don't like these um but the idea here is is very similar to a fart leg Mm -hmm. so you you do it's interval training so you go up a hill you go down a hill you go up a hill you go down a hill and right now if you did that four or five times that would be fine I would pick a point again on that section that you can do that on sort of comfortably, but where mm-hmm. by the top, it kind of hurts. So mm-hmm. I've done it before, actually, on that road, on the road that goes up the side of the Royal Crescent, that road there. If you go from the yeah. bottom where the, um, where the, the Upper Bristol Road is, yeah. run up to um, the entrance to Victoria Park. Mm-hmm. Not, don't go all the way to Marlborough Tavern. That's too far. Okay. Go up to the entrance of Victoria Park. Stop there. Turn around. Run down again. Okay. You can shuffle as much as you like. See if you can do it in a one Use your arms. Pump with your arms. It's really easy to stop using your arms when it's really hard work. But if you do use them, you'll suddenly realize how much help they're giving your legs. Okay. So if you you go upwards and you, you use your arms as if you've got ski poles in them. Mm-hmm. pump them as you're going upwards you automatically will go a little bit slower that's absolutely fine focus mm-hmm. on the road in head ahead of you and you'll find that you can get up there and then on the way down your heart rate will will lower hugely okay. get down to the bottom and do it again see how you feel 
do it maybe twice, see how that feels. The aim would be to get to four times. Okay. Um, but That's again, not you need making to... you want to be sick. Uh, yeah. Good. Good. Mm. Um, and try and do a little warm up beforehand again. So maybe what you might want to do is run around Victoria Park in that and same, thing, that same thing, but just in a ploddy way. Not don't do any fasty bits. And then when you get to the bottom of that, run up, come down. Run up, come down. See if you can do it three or four times. Start with two, see how that feels. But okay. the, the aim would be three or four times, and then you can just run home. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm alternating those hill runs mm-hmm. with the fart lecking. Yes. Yeah, so by the next time we talk, hopefully you will have done one of each. Okay. So yeah, just one one fasty one, which is the fun one, mm-hmm. and one hill one, which might be the fun one for you. I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. I'm a bit suspicious that I won't, but <laughs> we'll give it a go. It's and... a, I think it's definitely finding a hill that feels friendly enough for you. Yeah. And I know that both those hills are on either side of the park. The, the park lane one that you've talked about before, that's ever slightly steeper. Yeah, so, I think you're right. You know, sometimes I've run a bit further along and gone up. I think it's called Marlborough Lane or something. Yeah. I'm so sorry to everybody who's not from Bath that listens to this. How <laughs> it's dull. It's specific, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what I was going to say was actually, um, well, everyone will be able to find a hill, but it's finding a hill that's specific. So I have a hill which no one, no one walking up it would say, oh, this is a hill right but me running it is definitely a hill yeah and I've found a bit it's um it's about five minutes from my front door so it's enough time for me to kind of get a tiny bit of a warm-up in Mm -hmm. and it's it's around sort of two blocks of housing so I can do a figure of eight so I go down and then up and then down and I just go around in this kind of eight um and it's tedious I have to listen to something while I'm doing it because it's really boring um, and when Tina was coaching me, she was she would talk about sprinting it, actually going, you know, so it was hard, hard work. Yeah. But the effect on your running is massive. It's okay. huge. These technical okay. runs, they can feel like a slog. But after you've done a couple of them, your next long run will be, well, I'm going to say will be transformed, but you will begin to feel the difference much more than if you just plod round. Mm-hmm. it's um yeah they're they're cool they're really cool but they're just okay. tough exciting mostly exciting really is how, yeah is how it feels <laughs> a little bit nervous I'm slightly nervous about I'm more nervous about fart lecking <laughs> are you oh don't be I am I think because I can envision envision envisage envision I like both those words it's fine yeah yeah. Take take your pick, listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can envision uh, how I would do that uh, hill run, mm-hmm. and even though I know it's going to be difficult, I can see where I would go, and I can see myself do it. I yeah. think the fart lecking is worrying me because I can't see myself running fast. I can't remember how to do that, and I can't. I can't quite see the run step by step but I'll get there I just need to be brave I just need to go and do it and then once I've done it then I'll be able to know what it looks like exactly so Holly's nervous about fart lecking I've got my fingers crossed that she loves it as much as I do I really love running fast well my kind of fast for short bursts and in that time while cars pass me I think to myself that driver thinks I run this fast all the time. And that feels very, very good. So those are Holly's two technical sessions, the fartlek and the hill sprint, neither of which need to be quite as technical or quite as hard as they sound. If you're running with us, pick some nice flat bits to do your fartlekking. You don't want to come a cropper coming down a hill. And with the hill sprints, don't pick a ridiculous hill. If all you've got is ridiculous hills, just find a section of one of them, something that will take you between 30 seconds and a minute to run up and then plod slowly back down again to get your breath back. Think of each up and down as a rep, and start with the ambition of around four reps before gradually adding to that if you feel like you can. Make sure with both these runs that you have a good five or ten minute slow jog to begin with, and you finish with a slow jog too to cool down. If you can, try to include some of the warm-up moves I mentioned at the start before you head out. The moves I recommended that Holly does before her runs are arm circles, bird dogs and cat cows for lower back, hip openers, leg swings and ankle circles, all of which you can Google. 
If you wanted to chuck in a couple of squats alongside that, all the better. There's a link to a lovely feature on warm-ups in the show notes that includes a few of these moves and some others as well. The important thing is to remember the phrase warm-up, especially at this time of year. Then use your first five or ten minutes of your run to run slowly, settle into your pace and gradually get your heart rate up. So now I've added those technical runs to Holly's training schedule, it means she's doing three runs a week. If you're running with us, good luck. I hope you enjoy these additional runs and let me know how you're getting on. If you've got any questions about warm-ups, technical running or running in general, please email me at asta.newman at anthem.co.uk and we can talk about those questions in a future podcast. In the next episode, we're going to talk about running form and how some tiny adjustments to how you hold yourself while you run will improve your time and will reduce the chances of you getting injured. In the meantime, happy running. Have you got the latest copy of Women's Running? If you're missing it, the easiest way to get hold of a copy is to go to our online shop at shop.womensrunning.co.uk or you could get it delivered direct to your door every month by subscribing. If you prefer instant access, then digital is for you. You can buy the digital edition at pocketmags.com or download the app to your phone or tablet via your app store and you can read it straight away wherever you are. For all the different ways to read the magazine, go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.